host, Tanner. What's up, everybody? Welcome to an all-new episode of The Late Takes. I am your host, Tanner, and with me today, I'm joined by none other than one of my very best friends, Cody. Cody, how are you doing? I'm doing great, and you have not changed that intro whatsoever. From... No, it's the it's the all you can hear intro for sure. Yeah, you haven't changed that whatsoever. No, uh, I mean, I was wondering about that. I was wondering if you had a light show, maybe some fireworks. Well, um, I do have a theme. Like Justin did the theme for the show, um, so I didn't like. I don't know, and I feel weird introducing like episode number. That's pretty much all that I've changed. So instead of saying, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode four of The Late Takes. It's just welcome to a brand new episode of The Late Takes. So, yeah. It definitely feels like art and iterations of art over and over again, just changing a little bit at a time till you get it perfected. Yeah, eventually I'm going to be doing the intro in Spanish. I hope. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> Rico- <laughs> You've already been, you're already so famous in the English world. It's time to switch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's time to really expand. Well, it's funny too, because like Justin's intro is like, it's like 40 seconds long, I think. And it's like, you know, a little bit of like some jazzy music. And then just, so Justin's voice is the first voice you hear when you listen to an episode of the late takes because Which, he, what it, that kind of sets the tone for the entire episode. I mean, it really does, but also just like Justin's reach on the whole, all you can hear extended family has really grown. Cause you know, he has like seven spinoff shows from a Nicholas cage podcast as niche as you can get, but he has somehow produced enough spinoff shows and also the first person to ever make money podcasting under our umbrella, despite all you can hear being almost five years old. So, I mean, you got to respect it for sure, but yeah, it's very funny. He's definitely an entrepreneur, and um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what else to say about it because, like, it does baffle me how for years, for years, we were like, "No, we shouldn't monetize. No, we shouldn't do this. Let's just wait. Let's just wait." Within two weeks of him starting his own podcast, he's like, "Oh yeah, I've made money off of t-shirts, etc." We're always we were always very careful. Should we make this a spinoff? We had seven people deliberations of, yes, we should. No, we shouldn't. And then he's just like, fuck it. We're doing it all. We're putting yeah. it all in. I mean, really, like, so the week we're recording this, today they released an uncaged episode. They did a John Claude Van Damme special, which doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense. I <laughs> see that all the time. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Isn't this just AYCH just it, rebranded? <laughs> it really is because so they have the Nick Cage podcast is like their main show. And then they do like a straight shooting, which is pretty much when one of them can't show up. So either Jonathan Patrick Cannon or Justin can't show up to the show. They have Travolting Development, which is their John Travolta spinoff of the Nick Cage podcast. And then they have Uncaged, which I believe is when they spin the wheel and decide on an episode to do they watch six damn movies for the john claude episode i don't know how patrick keeps up with it i don't, <laughs> I don't know i don't know how we were, we were uh talking uh saturday we were at you know the party at their house and we were talking i was like how do you make time for it all and patrick you know being a cider and a half and he goes <laughs> he's like i ain't got no damn idea and just i really it off. don't i, I really have, don't because just i mean yeah, I mean, Patrick has a like a full-time, you know, Monday through Friday job. And what's crazy, they record Cajun Greatness on Mondays. 
I, at this point, Patrick has just got a podcast a day to do. It's I mean, real. Fun. I mean, honestly, yeah. There was uh, uh, the, the week Patrick was on the show. They did Cajun greatness on Monday. Uh, we did this episode, or we did our show on Wednesday, and then they recorded two episodes of the main show. All you can hear. They did one on Friday, and then they did the Bucky's episode on Saturday. Insane, and they drove far and they away drove to Bucky's. Bucky's. They drove an hour and a half from their house to Bucky's to do the show. It took them like all day. Hey, well, at least it gives them something to do. Yeah, I guess. But I oh guess. my god! I, don't, I mean, Patrick's like, yeah, I don't really have any more free time, and I'm like, well, that's not fun. That's yeah. not fun at all. <laughs> we, were t- we were talking about that. He's like, yeah, he was like, my time stretched pretty thin. I was like, man, that kind of sucks. <laughs> Hey Pat, you want to go hang out? No, I'm sorry, I'm booked. Sorry, I'm do- I'm doing eleven podcasts tonight. <laughs> I'm not getting paid for any of it. <laughs> no, not a penny. For the not- past four years, I've <laughs> I'm yeah. broke. Yeah, Patrick's uh, under all you can hear conservatorship. Yeah, I, I don't know how he's put holding it together, but apparently Justin is also like helping him. I guess. Um, I just feel bad. You know who I actually feel bad for? I feel bad for Liz. I feel bad. <laughs> yes. She's just like listening to a bunch of nerds just shoot out their opinions 24-7 in her basement. And yeah. I can't imagine what that what that would be like. Yeah, I guess I didn't think about that. But yeah, I definitely feel the most bad for Liz because it's like four days a week. There's just somebody in their house just is like, why, why are they yelling about Jean-Claude Van Damme movies for three hours? I'm- damn it that's what she's just like god damn it what the fuck what are they talking about yeah every day like i have no idea which is funny too because you know liz also like equally as big as a nerd as any of us i mean all they do is play final fantasy 14 uh <laughs> we've talked about we've talked about that at length but um it's just it's crazy to me just how often they go i didn't expect our episode to start with 10 minutes on patrick but well, I think it's a, I think it I think it sets the it sets the um the tone of the fact that we, we were the only we were the first and only people to actually leave AYCH. Um and now we're on a podcast. The, now you, have your own, <laughs> you have a podcast with the exact same intro as the podcast we left and yeah. what are we going to do about it? Uh yeah. no, but I think this was the plan all along. I think that this was this was the eventuality of it all anyways so. everybody getting their own spinoff <laughs> everybody gets their own spinoff <laughs> justin is still somehow roped them into every single one of his spinoffs mm-hmm. uh patrick has at this point gone bald from pulling out every hair on his head I, um, I don't know if you listened to um the taco bell taste test that they did uh a couple months back at this point but so it was justin cannon colt Winslow, john and patrick doing a Taco Bell taste test. The episode went like an hour, but they did not eat a singular bite of food till 25 minutes in. That's I can like, I could, I could hear Patrick getting angry. You know, Patrick has a vein. Yes, he does. <laughs> I he could does. hear the vein. I could yeah. hear the forehead vein. Cause I've only seen that vein a couple times. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going remember. to tell the story. <laughs> uh, so we were at a house party. Uh, this was what? three years ago oh, cody no longer than that dude it was like four maybe or five years ago four, yeah probably yeah probably four years ago i've only known patrick four years so it had been three or four years ago but anyways um their toilet and this is at their old place uh when they lived in an apartment um uh, body 
had went into the bathroom and had flushed something. I, I believe you're not supposed to flush down the toilet. Um, and it stopped up there as Patrick calls it commode. Patrick's the only person in our age range that I know calls a toilet a commode. He talks like an old Southern man. He sometimes. really does talk like an old Southern man. I mean, he'll he talk about commode. Sometimes, but like he's full, of, he's full of different words. And, you know, I remember the bit where he would always bring a new word onto the podcast. Mm-hmm. Still does that. Uh, which is a great bit, but the man will literally um, there's sometimes he'll just say words that only my grandma uses. Yeah. And it's like, I haven't heard that word since I was a little kid. So Mm -hmm. very strange, but very much uh, in brand with him. Yeah, no, that's very on brand for Pat. But anyways, so the, somebody flushed something down the toilet. that wasn't supposed to be, this was the weekend of St. Patrick's day too. Um, So it was like nine o'clock. So everybody was like, you know, pretty feeling themselves uh and then all of a sudden just a we refer to it in the group as the shit cano of just i mean so much water and shit from the sewer is coming through their toilet at an insane velocity it was it, intense it, it was very scary patrick who um notorious lightweight in our group immediately sobers up <laughs> and it's the most mad i've ever seen him or really anybody in our group get because like everybody kind of knew who did it but nobody was going to be like oh my god why did you do this but you know that's the thing is that like in a lot of places we think it was a feminine hygiene product we don't really know what it was a hair dryer yeah yeah it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was a hair curler so much <laughs> Uh, no, uh, but we don't really know what happened, but, and we, and we don't know exactly who did it, but we had an idea. And what gets to me is that Patrick was just mad. Like he's not the, he's the person who just doesn't get mad. I push his buttons all the time and he just not, he just doesn't react. And this time he just got so angry and I have never seen him like this ever since or before. Yes. Uh, I, I, he was, and I was like thinking to myself, I was like, out of all the times to be mad, this is might not be the one that like this is so weird because no like it's not like anybody could have helped it. Like no yeah. one knew that their fucking pipe was serrated on the inside and yeah capturing every you know dump someone took. But yeah, no, I was I remember that and I was just remembering because that was also the night you ate bird seed. Um was that the same night? Yeah, that was the same night. It all Man, good night, time. though. Yeah. Good yeah. night. Yeah, I think it really pissed Patrick off, too, because it was pretty early in the party, because we usually go to, like, 1 or 2, and it was, like, 9 p.m., and everybody was just already gone. Yeah. And Pat yeah. was the only, like, person to deal with it, and also with it being Pat's place, he was yeah. like, oh, I guess it falls on me. And I remember, I think that was also the party where I, during this, I was in the living room begging for Pop-Tarts. I believe that was also the same party where I was just screaming for Pop-Tarts. I do believe so. And the other thing, too, was that the flooding had actually blocked off the kitchen. Yeah. Where, of course, all the alcohol was. So people were – people being not sober were just waltzing through there, and Pat was like, get out! (laughs) He was yelling at I'm, I'm, out. I'm almost positive somebody like waded through the water. I mean, uh, we're making it sound like a lot, but it was probably, at, I mean, like audible splish splashes. Also, they yeah. had carpet in the majority of the downstairs area. Yeah. So like the shit water was fusing with the carpet. 
Yeah, thankfully, um, thankfully the party did go on. I was very surprised that he did not kick everybody out, but I think yeah. he realized that like <laughs> if he kicked everybody out, they would just be on his yard because no one was sober enough to drive. Yeah, also yeah. would have really killed the vibe because we went out the next night because it's St. Patrick's Day weekend. <laughs> yeah, he had a pa- poor Patrick, St. Patrick. That's what Saint. That's what Patrick's name should be, St. Patrick, because he Man. had the that night. He dealt. He dealt with a lot. I mean, he really did, Patrick. Yeah. Patrick's an anomaly. He love him to death, but man, what a character. Cody, what have you been up to? What have I been up to? Uh, Well, I'm down here in Miami. Um, Okay. Well, you know, the podcast bit is you live in Tampa. I don't know why they started that, but they did. Well, I I remember something about me being in a box in Tampa and that may be, that may be true still. Uh, (laughs) But uh, I am, I am down here in the great state of Miami. Um, uh where where nothing bad is happening whatsoever no um there's definitely not rising covid numbers never um not to date the podcast this episode or anything but uh um yeah we're recording this two weeks in advance where where do you where do we think the numbers are going to be in two weeks um (sighs) after this podcast at the end of this podcast i'm going to need you to tell me my last rights that's pretty much how i imagine (laughs) it's going um (laughs) But yeah, no, it's in the middle of August. I was about to say July. Fucking August. It's the middle of August here, uh, which I don't know if you know this about Miami, but um, it's kind of warm here year round. Yeah, I've heard. And uh, and uh, August is uh, the hottest of this time. Sure. So um, it's hot as shit here in the great state of Miami. Uh, I don't. I don't count Miami as a part of the rest of Florida. Uh, I just. Don't. I don't know why you would. No, I. I don't. I, I wouldn't. Uh, but have you seen is, Pitbull since you've been down there? I have seen people who I thought were Pitbull, but were actually just bald people. In <laughs> the, so well, that happens to me here. So yeah, that, that happens everywhere. <laughs> uh, I was in South Korea, and I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> is that Pitbull? <laughs> Do the thing, do the thing. <laughs> Mr. 305 himself. I was making a little Korean man say Dale over and over again. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But that's why no. Cody's banned from South Korea. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is really sad because I am the number one consumer of Korean barbecue in South Florida at this point. Yeah. Uh, is that I, a, like I've, an official title? I've been I've been three times in the past month <laughs> to a $30 <laughs> per bill, all you can eat uh buffet so i mean when you think about um, it though not a bad deal not a bad deal i always leave incredibly happy and wanting to shit it all out so i can go back yeah um that's me every time um no but florida i'm down here in miami i'm in i am mourning i'm actually in mourning uh for fall i'm mourning fall oh (laughs) at first you said in mourning i was like you're only an hour ahead of us I was like, it's uh, no. like eight fifteen there. <laughs> no, the great state of Miami is in a totally different time zone. Uh, oh, than the rest of Florida. Yeah, it's the same as Hawaii. <laughs> I know it's weird. I know it's crazy, but um, it's like that one county in Alabama that's randomly in the Eastern time zone. I know, isn't that annoying as hell though? Yeah. Like, I don't even think don't... it's a whole county. I think it's just a, a city, a town. It's it's literally like a bridge. It's like a you you go to this one little point. And it's like suddenly your phone changes, but sometimes your phone will change beforehand. And then suddenly, it, it, I don't know. It's just very awkward. I've driven through there so many freaking times. Yeah. It, Cause you have, cause like if you go to certain parts of Georgia or Florida, you have to drive through Phoenix City. Yeah. It's not a, um, there's nothing out there. 
No. There's nothing out there. Besides the Eastern Time Zone. Besides the Eastern Time Zone. When that time no. changes, that's the most exciting thing you'll see outside of Confederate statues literally <laughs> littering the, the small town cities. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, when we went to I actually we went to Florida like two months ago at this point. I didn't realize how many of them there were. There's a lot. There's, <laughs> There's like a, lot. a whole lot. I'm like, man, like just take out the fact that resurrecting statues for loser racists is like weird in and of itself. What a waste of money. I mean, I can't think of maybe three people that have ever existed to make a statue for. No, I really can't. Like, let me think for a second. Uh, Scooby-Doo. <laughs> uh, I was going to say John Cena, but sure, Scooby-Doo. John Cena John Cena can go there. His performance in um, Suicide Squad was good. Um, and uh, I'm trying to think. Who else? That might be it. Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> maybe... <laughs> Maybe Lizzo. I don't know yet. I gotta, I'm waiting for some, We're waiting for this drop. Cardi B song to drop tomorrow. Yeah, it's, it's called Rubers. Uh, very, very excited to see what that's about. Um, no, uh, yeah, that's the thing is that a lot of times when you go, and this is the thing, uh, there's, there's a lot of statues in the South. We love our statues. I don't know why. Um, but the thing is, though, is I was driving through Eufaula uh, this last time I drove from Alabama to Florida about three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, we were driving through Eufaula, which is on, which is a city that's literally on the border of Alabama and Georgia. I just drove through Eufaula as well. So. Yeah, there's it's it has this big long bridge over. I think the what's that river called? I think it's uh Ch- the Chattahoochee. Nope, that- that's <laughs> no. Nope, I think it's uh Logan Martin. Hold on, I gotta Google it now. Because we talked about this. I'm pretty sure it's oh, it's Lake Eufaula, is it not? No, it's the Chattahoochee. Oh, well, Way what do I know? Chattahoochee. Yeah. Oh, please. yeah, because when we drove through follow, we saw the sign that said Chattahoochee. Riley said, put on the damn song right now. And you, yeah. yeah. I did the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, did, I did the exact same thing. Actually, I was in the passenger seat, so I just put the song on. Uh, and uh, it was not well received by by uh, the people in the car. Um However, I was driving through Eufaula and I saw there like this is the thing is that for some reason in the south we have decided to erect statues some of the most unprogressive statues of Confederate soldiers and Confederate memorials and generals etc. Uh, at this the most there and of course those are some of the most unprogressive ideas um, around or right in the center of um, roundabouts which is our yes. the most progressive traffic thing in the united states i, I literally so, know which roundabout you're talking about because i was so confused and we didn't know where to turn off that roundabout so we went around it like six times yeah no that's probably the most confusing roundabout in the united states because right it's not even round it's a square it looks like you're driving around like a block and oh no that you're talking about a different city which is in georgia which I no i'm talking about you no i'm talking about eufaula because I, I remember, I'm like, this is the, the the most confusing thing I've ever came across. Because there's a well, there's another one. It's a it's a town square. It's not in Eufaula. It's actually in a town right outside of Eufaula, which has a Christian college in it, and uh, it's called like Andrews College or something. I don't oh know yeah, that is what I'm thinking about. 
Yeah, that's that's a giant square roundabout with no fucking markings on the road. It is no. a free for all. It's like you're and driving that, around a park. Yeah, and my, I remember driving down with my mom. My mom was like, "I don't know where to go." I was like, <laughs> "I was driving. I was like, well, just hold on because I don't either." Yeah, and, and even the GPS is like, "Turn right, turn right, turn right." Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's like oblong. Um, yeah. But no, and you follow. They actually have small roundabouts with like arrows and shit, and it's very confusing. And um, but the thing is, though, is I don't think those statues in the middle of those roundabouts are actually Confederate soldiers. I think they're like memorials to like World War Two and World War One and stuff. Maybe they've just readdressed them. I don't know. That would be crazy if it was like a Confederate statue and that's how they got around it. They just replaced the plate with like World War One veteran. But there's a just just in in there's actually one of the most famous Confederate statues is actually in New Orleans, which is also in the middle of a giant roundabout. Yeah. Uh, I so I, I, I just don't under, so, so just listen, if you come to the South, if you're listening to this and you're coming to the South, if you're not from the South and you drive here, if you see a statue, you're probably good enough. You're probably uh, well off to assume that it is a Confederate statue. And uh, it probably, you're probably about to go roundabout or a football coach. It could be a football coach. Could be a football coach. <laughs> you really have to check what they're dressed in, and you can tell. If they have a gun, more than likely Confederate soldier. If they don't, probably a football Yeah. You, you never know, though. Uh, not here now. Because there's not, like, what, not... 15 statues on campus? But they're all football coaches. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, it's kind of strange walking up to those statues because people will take photos with them and stuff, and... I think the statues are a little bit bigger than the people, aren't they? The Nick Saban statue is like eight feet tall. It's bizarre. It's because it's, it's way bigger than I am. It feels like you're. I mean, like people not from. And this is the thing: is I've noticed this in Florida. I have been, I have seen so many different like stadiums just driving through Florida. I've seen yeah. the Tampa. I've seen the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think I don't know sports. Uh, yep. I think I've seen their stadium. Mm -hmm. I've seen uh, the Gators. Uh, UF Gators. Of course, no, that, I know that's two different, you know, the, the Gator stadium is bigger than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers stadium, by the way, uh -huh. the Florida Gators stadium. Uh, I've seen the hard rock here in Miami. Uh, I've seen, I've seen all of those different stadiums. Uh, none of them compared to Brian Denny. Uh, I don't know how to describe. I, I know it's hard, like people not from Tuscaloosa who have never been to Brian Denny Stadium, uh, which is the stadium that you know the University of Alabama plays football at. But it is legitimately a temple. Yeah, it is a. It is unbelievable, almost how big it is. It is, and you can pretty much see it from, like, if you were on any sort of elevated plain in town you can see it yeah it, it towers over everything like there are i think there is a tower that's taller than it in downtown but yeah. like not by much and no. not only by height but it's it takes up so much space and the just walking up to it feels like you're walking up to a monument like it is like it's intimidating, and mm -hmm. I can—I mean, I can only imagine. So, uh, I think the only place that I think is a little bit bigger is that I've seen is—is is the Hard Rock. I think the Hard Rock is bigger. It's much more modern, much more 
design. Yeah, it's probably, now it doesn't fit. It doesn't seat as many, but I think like actual size, it is technically bigger. Yeah, yeah. It just it feels a little bit bigger. But I've only I haven't been up close to it. But yeah. Um, but yeah, no. I I my move from from Central Alabama to South Florida has been a uh, has been a transition of weather. Um, I, I'm not ready because I I'm like obsessed with fall lately. I've always loved fall. And here I am in a space where I will probably won't get to see fall. Um, like we have, well, you'll, you'll be up for the wedding. That's in like prime fall time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do get to experience fall. Like I get to sample it, but I'm not gonna get to live it. You know? No. Like I have to pretend. I have to put up Halloween decorations and be sweaty while I do it. Yeah. And, to be fair, it's been super hot here. I don't think we're getting a fall either. <laughs> I mean, as, yeah, but it's I'm I'm very interested to see how like I know this sounds weird, but I'm interested to see how the trees react because I had this weird thing happen to me in the spring of this year where in the community garden I was working in, uh a tree just suddenly started losing its leaves. And like in the middle of spring, and we had a bunch of plants around the tree. So I'm thinking, holy shit, we've killed this tree. You know, it's it's fucking spring. This tree's dying. Leaves are all over the ground. And I was talking to some of the people in the garden. They were like, oh, my gosh, the leaves are falling off of it. What if it is dying? You could tell they had never put thought into it. And I'm like sitting here thinking, if this tree dies, it's going to kill this garden. Like this garden's going down if it falls during, I mean, like any Florida, South Florida storm will take it down, you know? And then suddenly the leaves come out. This was in like March. It went through a full like fall, winter, spring within three weeks in March. Um, so anyways. I'm just imagining. I don't I don't know why it's funny that like one of the first things you did when you moved to Miami is like, I gotta get involved with this community garden. And like, <laughs> we gotta hey. take it over. <laughs> Man, I I went in there and they are the people there were like suddenly asked because I don't I go I like I, I garden back home right I'm, mm-hmm. I'm I'm a gardener I enjoy it it's fun and played I'm a sitting, ton of Stardew Valley too played a ton I grew, <laughs> excuse me I grew up on Harvest Moon a wonderful life <laughs> um no but I I started like I don't know I just started gardening down here because it was something it was given i was given the opportunity to start gardening and so i did and suddenly people who had been in this garden for two years were asking me questions and because all their plants were dying and mine weren't and i and the reason being was i just tended to them every day i watered them every day and people these people who were living in this community were just letting their plants like sit there for a week and then coming and watering them like they were house plants, and I'm like, yeah, you got to come out here and water them every day. That's the reason why you know your plant fucking died because <laughs> yeah. you forgot to water it. Uh, but it was a bit, it was a lot of fun. And uh, now that I've moved into, um, I finally moved into my own apartment, and we have a huge balcony. I'm gonna start a garden here, uh, but I guess I just won't get to experience fall. I every day I go out and sit on my new hammock and. Um, try to swing in it for like 30 minutes, but it's just too fucking hot. <laughs> it's just too hot. I mean, I will, I would feel bad for you, but I mean, you're living in Miami. Yeah. So like there's yeah. only so much, so bad I can feel. And he's like, Oh, I, I can't believe I'm not going to get to see the trees die. 
I guess I'll go eat more Korean barbecue at this world-class restaurant that's within walking distance of my apartment. Yeah. Uh, we, we have this. So little, is life. Yeah. No, no. I, I am complaining uh, a lot about it, but um, <laughs> I completely wish this is what like n- – it's funny how your how your what you want changes. Uh, like yeah. talk, talking about like if like if I become a millionaire, this is what I want to do. You know, uh, you always talk about like those sorts of things, and they those desires really do change over time. Like mine hadn't changed at all in Tuscaloosa. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I know exactly what I would do if I won the lottery or whatever. But down here in Miami, things have changed. I've realized that if I ever become super rich through, you're through, getting a boat. For one, I'm getting a fucking boat. <laughs> I'm getting a boat. Uh, God help me on that on that end. But also, I really want to like have a house somewhere in the country where fall is a guarantee, even mm-hmm. if it is for a small amount of time. And I'm literally going to go to that house every fucking year and just sit there during fall. Uh yeah, but no, Florida is an interesting place. Um, the worst driving I've ever seen is here. Yes, uh, I've been in Florida many times. I will say when we went to St. Augustine, it wasn't awful, but I think it's because it's just full of tourists. So everybody just drives how they drive in their respective states slash countries. Yeah, well, that's the thing is that uh, down that North Florida is very different from South Florida. Yeah. Northern, you go up to North Florida, you go to the Panhandle, you go to St. Augustine, you go in those areas, you're not too far away from Alabama. You're not too far away from Georgia. You're still experiencing the South. Mm-hmm. You come down here to Miami, it is a lawless wasteland of driving. Uh, and I can only, I can say that because at first I thought I was maybe, like, maybe I was over, I was thinking maybe I'm overreacting, you know, because when I first came down here, I was like watching people drive and I'm scared to drive. But then I brought Colt and mother down uh, to uh, about three weeks ago uh, to see everything. And I was driving and my mom was like, I can't drive here. I can't. Uh, She's not normally one to stay uh, to to steer away from driving and things of that nature. Yeah. Uh, But she's we were driving. We were coming down the road at 1130 um, on the interstate for the first time here in Miami and people were like mclarens and ferraris and all these powerful cars that i've gotten used to at this point are just going 110 miles an hour beside me and we're we're going the speed limit which is 65 you know down the interstate and she's just like i don't understand it i don't she the entire time she was just could not understand uh the driving here which i completely understand so uh if you come to south florida um worse driving yeah, well, I don't know. Some of those Uber drivers, man, some of them are fucking wild themselves. <laughs> There's some of the, that's that's who's driving the McLaren. <laughs> just an Uber driver, yeah. McLaren. Yeah. That, that's a great bit. Just like the even the Uber drivers, because I'm sure you can make, I mean, like actual like livable money being an Uber driver or a Lyft driver in Miami, just because it's such a hot spot. Like I'm sure that's what people do as their full time jobs. It'd be hilarious if like. Your Uber driver pulled up in like a new Mercedes. Yeah, I mean, well, they do have that. What is it called? That happened to us in San Francisco. Uh, one of our Uber drivers, or no, it was a we were using Lyft. One of our Lyft drivers, for some reason, like we they were coming towards us, and then suddenly they were like veered off. 
Mm-hmm. And just stop their stuff for the day. It was just like, oh, thanks, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and then suddenly it said, oh, rerouting another car. And they upgraded us to, I think it's like the black level or lift, whatever. It's like their high end level. Mm-hmm. This dude pulls up in like a really fancy BMW, like seventy, eighty thousand dollar car, and it's like, get in. And we're like, okay. Uh <laughs> That's when Cody was kidnapped in San Francisco. Uh no, no. But uh, yeah, I mean, they it's a wild ride here. It's a wild ride um, all throughout this this space. And there's so many different spaces. I mean, it's a big city. Sometimes you forget you're in a big city and you can do whatever you want here. Like Colt kept messaging us uh, while <laughs> me and Wenzel kept messaging me and Wenzel while he was down there. And Colt was just saying, it was like, dude, I ain't never coming back down here. He's like, this shit sucks. I hate it. <laughs> He was so dramatic the entire damn time. It was because he got he was hot all the time. That was the problem. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. It was hot all the time. And the thing is, though, is we okay. Let me tell you this story. Uh, so this we went to um, this beach park. It's located on Biscayne, uh, uh, Key Biscayne, which is uh, basically, I believe, it's the first key of the of the of the florida keys and it's right off the coast of miami okay and most of most of the people who live there are very 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 rich south americans as in like the gas prices on this island are literally a dollar to two dollars more than inland um so like it's and people don't leave that island people just don't leave the island um but at the end of the island there's this park with a lighthouse and i was thinking and they have a beautiful crystal miami beaches like beautiful space i'm thinking this is the perfect place to take them i was going to take my mother and colt there to just view the ocean and um i should i should preface this by saying colt the day prior to we actually went to a a place that's right next to the ocean and we get in the car afterwards and he says i smelled the ocean and it made me sick And we're like, what? He goes, I smelled it. And I was like, it didn't it didn't stink. He was like, there's something in the wind. This made me feel sick to my stomach. And I'm like, yeah. well, you're going to hate what we got to do tomorrow. Uh, so we went to this little island. And of course, it's a beautiful drive over there. Palm trees, beautiful sun, crystal blue water, beautiful views of the city. We get down to this park and there's no parking spaces over on the end that we want to go to. So we have to park a little bit further. And so I was like, okay, that's fine. We'll just walk on the beach to get to the lighthouse because we thought that would be the best way to go about it. My mom was in agreement. Colt didn't say a damn word. And we get on the beach and I take off my shoes and my mom takes off her shoes and we're just walking through the waves and there's a, and we reach this part where there's a lot of people. Well, we have to walk across the sand. Colt, by the way, during this whole time did not get near the water. He stood up in the hot fucking sand in literal 90 degree weather, not even moving full sun, no sunscreen uh, the entire time. And he's just walking on the beach. We're not paying attention to him because usually if, you know, something's going wrong, he'll say something or if he's annoyed, he'll say something. He's called sure. he about everything. And, <laughs> Uh, we get, we get down to where the lighthouse is just a little bit further and, um, he doesn't say anything. Walk, me and my mom wash off our feet, get the sand off, start walking down to the lighthouse. We get to the lighthouse and my mom turns to me and I'm like not paying attention. I'm just trying to get to this damn lighthouse. It's, it's hot. We're excited to see the lighthouse, get down there. 
my mom's like, hey, I think Colt is not feeling good. And I turn around. Colt is drenched in sweat, fucking red face. His hair looks like he had jumped into the water uh, because it was so fucking wet. And he goes, I need water. (laughs) I need water. (laughs) I have to walk. We had just walked from this place. He could have spoken up. There's a little restaurant down the way. I had to go and get two bottles of water, brought it to him. I was like, can we at least go look at the White House? It's literally like 10 feet away. Let's go look at the White House and then come back. And he goes, okay. So we go, we, we go to the lighthouse. We come back and he's just pissed off. He's pissed. You could tell he's just mad the entire mm-hmm. damn time. Yeah. You can tell uh, when Colt's pissed because he doesn't really, he doesn't talk. Like, but it's like, yeah, he's like stewing. Yeah. He's just stewing the entire time, just pissed off. And uh, I ended up having to go get the car. I had to walk all the way back to the car. My mom sat with with Colt, go pick up the car, bring it back to him, and uh, and had a chauffeur. had to had to be his little Uber driver. Uh, but yeah, Colt did not have a good time in Miami, uh, <laughs> which was expected. Honestly, like I didn't expect him to have the time of his life here. Uh, it, it was so funny too because so Winslow and I we did a triple feature the the after y'all were at the house that next day Winslow and I went out and we because I was off that day and we went and watched three movies we went to go see um old and snake eyes and the green knight and Winslow and I kept coordinating it and we were coordinating it in the chat that just me Colton Winslow has that we use when you know one of us wants to play Fortnite or something and Colt kept saying he's like I wish I could go to the damn movies with y'all he was like I, I kind of don't even want to go to Miami <laughs> I was like do you realize how insane of a thing that is to say he's like god I wish I could go see like th- these movies in with my friends instead of having to go to Miami. And it was it makes so no funny. Sense. It, the thing is though, is that he didn't have to go. And that's yeah. the thing is he could have, he like, my, no one was forcing him. I was like, if you want to go, you know, like I knew he would hate it, but he seemed excited to actually go like in the days prior. But then the see, thing is though, is the crazy thing is that Friday <laughs> we were just in the car all day. That was it. Yeah. So I don't know. He didn't have a good time. It got it was too hot for him here. <laughs> hey, it's there was a day here last week that I don't know why we're talking about weather so much, but there was a day here last week. I literally walked outside and I could only describe it as if you walked into a a pool with no water, but you still got wet. And that's how it felt outside. Like it felt like you were like, I thought I was going to drown just walking because the air was so like, because like the, like we've had a heat index over a hundred here for like a month. Yeah. It's rough. And, and like the humidity is like 98, 99%. So it just feels so wet and soggy outside. It is so bad. I, and I know Colt does not do good in hot weather. Cause I remember no. when we went to the beach for our food trip, four years ago colt also he got sun poisoning when we went but or so he got, got a really bad sunburn I, um, and that's the thing is i also got him a sun shirt like a like one of those spf shirts just yeah. in case we decided to go to the beach god forbid uh we go to the freaking beach um but no he he uh he had a he had a rough time with with the weather here um but he likes to be he has to be refrigerated though. He has to be at 68 degrees. Mm-hmm. He has to, you know, he can't 
he can't function in humidity whatsoever. He breaks no. down. Well, I so I, I can't really say anything because um, this past weekend our AC had a it, it, like the conductor like fried in it. Like it was a real easy cheap fix. Um, but it, this was right before I went to go get fitted for my suit for the wedding. Um, and I was meeting, you know, Patrick, John, Colton Winslow at, and it was 78 degrees in the house. <laughs> and I was like, if I come back here and it is still 78 degrees in this house, I'm going to go on a, it's, it's going to be bad. I want to go on a rampage. Cause I like, I, I can do okay at like, you know, 72, like my mom always kept it between 70 and 72 in the house. I'm fine at that. But if you hit 74 degrees or higher, I, it's like I turn into the Hulk or something because I, I get so pissed off at just everybody, everything. I don't want to talk to anybody. I was mad at the cat. I was just like, I hate everybody in this house. I hate everybody I've ever met in my life. I've, we're canceling the wedding. I'm too hot. I can't do anything. I, I was, I literally almost messaged, uh, the the guys i was like we, we're not gonna go get suits i'm gonna sit in this house and i'm gonna bake until my brain melts that's <laughs> yeah the one thing that gets you out of the house i'm not doing it i'm oh. not doing it yeah house no, is hot i'm hot that's it yeah i, I pay the dead bills yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna burn I, was up so, I was so pissed off i was i was like i hate the people we bought this house from like they give us a shitty house <laughs> oh man i was so mad yeah no the that's yeah, the heat is not good. All right, we're having AC trouble, sort of troubles. Like the external, like the main living room and kitchen, mm -hmm. fine. Uh, bedrooms, hot as hell. Oh, uh, yeah, I can't do that. And I'm like, I mean, right now I've got a fan going and I've got a fan here that I've like contemplated turning on. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> but uh, it's hot as hell. And, and it's not hot, it's like 75, 76. Oh, um, yeah. Which is not great, but like I've yeah. gotten used to 74 now. So, yeah. Um, and that's the weird thing about being here is that no one talks about how hot it is. No one. And I guess it's because everyone would be like really annoyed with people who talk about how hot it is. Yeah. But like, well, it's because everybody in Miami is so rich that they, uh, yeah. a lot of people don't know that, but a bunch of ice infusions are really popular in yeah. Miami where people just have ice in their veins and, you know, and, because there's like three different type of people that live in Miami. You have like your real estate gods. You just have old people that somehow just found money and you have uh, Wall Street bets. And the new one, the tech pro is here as well. Yeah. Well, I kind of I that kind of falls into Wall Street bets. Yeah. Well, you know that Miami just doesn't have any financial issues whatsoever. Everyone here is super rich. We have no homeless people. Um, definitely, mm -hmm. there's definitely not a homeless camp underneath the bridge that leads to Miami beach that like you drive through and you pretty much see people shooting up heroin. Yeah. Uh, and literally hard rock. So big, it's a whole stadium. Hard, what is there rock, not to love? Hard rock has a stadium. They have a giant guitar shaped hotel slash casino. Yeah. There's one in wait, there's a casino in Miami. There's several casinos around here. Why did I not? I guess I've just never thought that you could go to a casino in Florida. I don't think of Florida as a casino well, state. It, well, it's 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 on a reservation, so it's technically not. Uh, but the in Miami, it is. Yeah. Okay. Not okay. Miami is a big place. I mean, um, yeah, no, but but Miami, like Miami, main city, Miami, like like downtown Miami, no. 
But if you drive up the road to where Hollywood, which is technically still a Miami suburb, there is uh, the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino up there. Wow. Uh, yeah. And I think there's another space too, but it's on a Native American reservation. And uh, it's this gigantic guitar. And if you don't know about it, look it up. Uh, but it's this gigantic guitar-shaped building, legitimately guitar-shaped, with uh, lo- four lights that shoot, or five lights that shoot up into the sky that simulate strings going into infin- infinity. And you can see it for miles and miles and miles because Florida's flat as fuck. And like on the side of the building of the guitar, all you see is like different designs and things of that nature, just sort of. Like they, they, it's a giant TV screen, like the size of a fucking guitar or the size of a building shaped like a guitar. Wow. Yeah. When I you look love at, the future. Yeah. My, there's a lot. Of, that's the thing is that, you know, if you go to a lot of cities, you go to these different cities, like, uh, like a lot of cities are starting to have people live in, live in them again. Like there was a time period in the mid like century era where people started moving out to the suburbs, you know? Well, now, yeah. now you're, that's over. To, well, now you're starting to see more and more actual livable spaces within cities. In Miami, there's actually more livable buildings in the Miami downtown than there are business buildings in the Miami downtown. Wow. Which is, which is very interesting, right? Uh, so, like, you have people living up on 104 buildings with a balcony, and I can't help but wonder how the fuck they do that because on my little nine-story balcony out here, I feel like I'm going to fly away if it breezes too hard. Yeah. Uh, so how do people even handle it 45 floors up? I don't yeah, know. I couldn't I couldn't do that. Like just looking at very tall buildings gives me anxiety. So like what Riley and I went to the beach not uh, a couple years ago and we stayed on the 22nd floor and I was like, man, I, I couldn't do this. No, but so when we went to St. Augustine a couple of months ago. They have a building ordinance that you can only build five stories up. Yeah. yeah. So there's a new hotel Indigo being built there, and they like try to fight the uh, city council and everybody on letting them build, you know, as tall as a hotel Indigo usually is. We have one in, here in Tuscaloosa. I don't know how tall they usually are, but I, I would guess 20 stories, maybe 24s. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead of building up, they obviously were told, like, no, you're not building up. <laughs> they just bought more land, and they're building long. So it's, like, the longest-ass hotel I've ever seen. I mean, it's legitimately probably as long as two football fields. It's probably it's 200 long. yards long. It's so long. Well, that's the thing and, is that every room has to have a window. Like, you can't just have yeah. a hotel without a window. So you can't do it as a square. You have to do a long, thin rectangle. <laughs> yeah. It looks so bizarre because also there's like a – it's going to sound weird, but there's like a curve in the building because like where they're building the building, it's like on a it's like on a curve of the road. So like that part curved – so there's like a slight curve to the building. So it's not completely straight rectangle. It's like a slightly diagonal rectangle. It's bizarre. Like you, you have to see it to believe it. Cause every time we pass it, I'm like, man, that is the weirdest shaped building I've ever seen. And it's going to cost an arm and a leg to stay there, obviously because the hotel Indigo, but I'm like, man, that is insane. There's a lot of places in Florida. Florida is one of those spaces that 
that it's very dense, very, very lots of people, right? And uh, there's always something in nature trying to kill you. There's the the weather's trying to kill you. The sun is trying to kill you. Everything's trying to kill you. It's really like the worst parts of nature all in Florida. Because you yeah. get like cool, you get like animals that don't exist anywhere else. You get weather that doesn't really happen anywhere else. You have Florida guy, which obviously can't even exist anywhere else. And but at the same time, you get some of the most beautiful scenery you could ever imagine. It's a trade-off. It's aesthetic, right? <laughs> yeah, I would yeah. I would love for some really good over. <laughs> well, here's the thing: you also don't have to deal with winter. It does not get cold here. The coldest it gets here is 50 degrees. So I love the cold, though. I mean, I like the cold and that 50 degree day that I had back in December when I was you know down here for the second time. Mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed. Everyone else around me looked like they were going skiing uh, while I was out in shorts and a short sleeve in the 50 degree weather. And I'm not saying it wasn't 50. It wasn't like 49.9. It was, this is like 55, 58, right? Yeah. Like like it's, I'm rounding down when I say 50. Uh, And these people were, were dressed to the nines in just complete snow gear. Like it it was, they had bought all the, they went to, they had went to, um, well, not Men's Warehouse. What's that place called? Burlington Coat Factory. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Dick Sporting Goods. See, they have Burlington Coat Factories everywhere here, and I'm like, that makes no fucking sense. Like, that I does- don't, un- it, I don't understand that. Um, but I'm guessing it's for all the people who have to go back to cl- who decide to take their second vacation in the cold climates during the hottest days of the month here. Um, but yeah, uh, Miami is an interesting place. Um, wow. Well, I'm I'm also, gl- I'm, <laughs> well, go ahead. I was going to I was going say what you were going to say. Well, I was just going to say, wow, we, we went 50 minutes just talking about your life in Miami now. <laughs> I know. Now, hold on. I do want to talk about one more thing before we get off this podcast. I want to talk about Yu-Gi-Oh. Hell yeah. Let's talk about Yu-Gi-Oh. I have been obsessed with Yu-Gi-Oh lately and I have a problem. It's not working. My my hyperfixation on Yu-Gi-Oh is just not working. You you know how you usually are going back to those nostalgic things like Pokemon or mm-hmm. or or fucking Naruto, and you get that you you take it, you get that satisfaction from it, and then you move on to something new, something different. You you have your moment of like reflection and nostalgia, and then it's over. Yeah, it's that's not happening with Yu-Gi-Oh for me. It's not happening. Like you're not getting the the satisfaction out of it, or you're just not getting, like you're not hitting that breaking point where you're like, okay, I've had my fill. Well, kind of both, and it's kind of for the same. Both are for like it's a cycle. It's like in a loop. Okay. Because because I'm not fulfilling, not being fulfilled by it like I normally would by other nostalgic means. This is my first time going back to Yu-Gi-Oh. I think I went back to Yu-Gi-Oh in like 2011. Yeah, I uh, I distinctly remember you first started driving we bought yukio cards at a walmart yeah that was like it had been like 2011 like 10 years ago like a decade ago and even then i wasn't as i was i was less of going for nostalgia reasons but more that was when synchros were kind of new they'd Mm -hmm. you know and i was the the white cards in Yu-Gi-Oh, and i was learning them that was more of a learning thing 
Well, this year or recently, you guys got me into thinking about Yu-Gi-Oh again, and I decided to buy the game. Um, hell, what is the name of that game? Is it uh, Legacy of the Duel? No, that's the yeah, one. yeah. No, that's oh, okay. it. Legacy of the Duelist Link Evolution. I bought it for the Switch in hopes that I could just scratch that itch. I don't need to buy cards. Yeah. I don't have the money for cards, you know, right now. I, I yeah, I don't um, either. Uh, yeah, as you but I'm not gonna no spoilers uh, for, <laughs> for future episodes. Um, but I uh, I was thinking, let me just buy this, and it's gonna scratch the itch. Well, I get the game, and I'm playing it, and it's not scratching the itch. It's just not scratching the itch. I played through the entirety of the original series Yu-Gi-Oh that from from like the Dual Kingdom all the way to the Pharaoh like battling Yugi. Yeah. The itch was not scratched. The the nostalgia itch was, was not scratched. Uh but like were you satisfied though? Like I mean I, I understand it wasn't scratched but like I guess were you enjoying it? Yeah, I enjoyed the game. I'm still playing it. I'm still playing. I'm trying to go through all the series. I'm but I'm mm-hmm. like but I'm now I've plateaued because the like nostalgia factor of remembering certain characters and cards I never went past the Yu-Gi-Oh, like the main arc. And really, I didn't go past the Merrick stuff when they're on top of the hot air balloon. So yes. I don't know much about the 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 latter part of the of the original Yu-Gi-Oh series. But uh, I'm in GX right now, and I'm in about the middle of GX. And it's just kind of plateaued where I'm just kind of getting for these duels because I have no connection with the cards. I have no – my heart's not in the cards. Oh. Uh, yeah. That's awful. See, because I fell off. I guess I would have fallen off a little after you because I really liked GX and like the Duel Academy stuff and like the elemental heroes were like the the big last thing I remember in Yu-Gi-Oh! before I dropped off. So this is like 06 when I dropped yeah. off. Yeah, it's like, um, yeah. And don't get me wrong. I like those. I like those cards. I never was a big elemental hero fan. Like I thought they yeah. were just sort of cheesy. And then I actually started playing with them. And like, that's the thing is that like, the old OG Yu-Gi-Oh, I had a connection with those cards and so or with those characters and cards and, and drawings. So like it didn't matter if it was a good card or not, as long as I got to see it and I got to play with it. Yeah. Better. Um, but the GX, like I'm starting to get more into the mechanics and less of less of the like I was in the mechanics in the first part, don't get me wrong, but they weren't the most important thing. Now the mechanics are the most important thing to me. And um so, and on top of that, there's no holographics in the game. So like, they're all just like base cards. They're all they all look like no. I mean, there's rare cards, right? I mean, yeah, the, but they're but they're all like regular black ink. No, which I guess there's not really a way to. No, because I even on the Game Boy games, I had uh, stairway. Is there hollow cards? Yeah, they were they had like a little sheen, a little shine. So whenever you opened yeah. a pack in the on the, you had this like little like a little effect go on that made you want to buy another pack like, or, or, you know, you don't actually buy them with real money. You buy them with in game points, but and the same thing goes with this game. But the thing is, there was like the rare card. That's like at the end, it's like, Oh, you got a rare card. It's like, I don't know if that's rare or not. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. it just looks the same. So there's none of that. Like, like I wish there was like specifically, I keep thinking about to the Pokemon TCG, like game on the, PC and iPads and things of that nature. And I love it because they have all the different kinds of hollows. They have secret rares. They have all that, all those card variations built within that game 
so that you can enjoy like, oh yeah. Like it's just like having packs in real life where mm -hmm. it's like, okay, well I just got a secret rare out of this. Whereas in this game, it's like you, it doesn't matter. Like none of that matters. It's just about the strategy. And uh, um, so I, after I tried playing this Yu-Gi-Oh game, after I tried it, uh, and failed, I decided to move on to the anime, thinking, okay, I can't scratch. It's there. I'm going to watch the anime. That failed, too, because the anime just doesn't hold up. It just doesn't I, hold I like up. watching the original series. Yeah, I tried watching yeah. the original series. It just doesn't hold up. Like, it's very much a children's for kids, which is mm -hmm. fine. Like, I don't mind it. Like, I, I like the characters and things like that. And watching it for nostalgic reasons is great. But yeah. it takes five fucking turns to do five fucking episodes to get anywhere. Yeah. And it's so slow. It's very much the 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 DBZ problem where like watching it as a kid, it's like the most hype thing you can imagine. Cause you're like, oh my God, yeah, like this is awesome. This rules. But like trying to go back, you know, in our case, 15 years later as an adult, or hell, nearly 20 years. Going back and trying to rewatch it, we're just like, man, we could be doing something else with our time instead of spending an hour and a half watching Yugi try to pull the last, you know, arm of Exodia to win this duel. Right. And on top of all that, you start and on top of all that, you start to realize like there there's a lack of seriousness in the in the um there's a lack of seriousness and also like already know what's gonna happen, sort of thing. Yeah. And like the, the appeal of Yu-Gi-Oh, at least growing up, was each of the new episodes, they're doing something different. How would he counter the strategy? What's the new monster, you know? And if you already know those things, like, that appeal kind of goes away. Yeah. Um, and I tried doing the manga. I tried reading it a little bit. And uh, I don't know if it's just the original Yu-Gi-Oh!, but it takes a long time. Like, they don't get the dual kingdom until, like, at least 10 chapters in. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. Cody, I think I've solved your problem. I think I know what you have to do. I think I have to buy fucking cards is what I think it's I think you have to buy cards. Damn it. I think you have to buy cards. Here's the thing. At least so and I've talked about this before, but oh my god, I guess we'll get into it again. I so I've recently gotten back into buying cards of I guess various varieties. Um I, I have a uh, quite extensive and uh, pretty uh, a collection that's worth a pretty penny of Pokemon cards now after the last almost year of buying Pokemon cards again. Um, and recently, this is how it happened. Wenzel literally goes, we're playing uh, Fortnite, and Wenzel literally goes, he's like, yeah, I think it'd be really funny to do an episode of the podcast. I don't even think he was talking about the latex. I think he was talking about the main All You Can Hear show. He was like, I think it'd be really funny to do an episode um, about Yu-Gi-Oh. I was like, oh, yeah, that would be funny. And then I got on eBay and started looking at booster boxes. I'm like, oh, huh, these are pretty. These are a bad price. I mean, you buy a, bo a booster box of like Yu-Gi-Oh cards for like 60 bucks and it comes with like 24 packs or whatever. Um, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll buy it. So I bought it. And Winslow goes, oh, did you buy it? I was like, yeah. And then we came up. There's an, there's an episode of the late takes coming in like, uh, pretty soon this year around Yu-Gi-Oh where all of this will make sense. Um, so we start buying booster boxes. Well, then when y'all were over, when you were in town, Colt bought two booster boxes. So I was like, 
well, damn, I kind of have to do the same as Colt. So I bought two booster boxes. So now Colt and I are both sitting on three booster boxes. And I believe Wenzel just ordered his three booster boxes. And we are going to open <laughs> three booster boxes of cards on an episode of the show. And then we're going to build decks and then have a three-way duel. Because originally, Wenzel and I was going to open one box apiece build a deck and then we were going to have a duel and Colt was going to be a commentator. Well, now that has evolved into this monstrosity of what I can only imagine will take two and a half hours at least. Yeah. Well, you know, that's part of the fun. Yeah. So let I, me be the commentator. <laughs> let me come in, put a camera over it. Let me be the commentator. Oh my God. No, that's way I too hard. Even, I, I was going to say, I don't even think you could even get that together, but um no that's i do i don't want to buy cards but i do want to buy cards you can you cards are actually quite cheap you can get cards for not super expensive and like i know they're well priced like i know but my problem is i have to fucking buy i just have to spend the money out of damn it like uh, here's what you do you just go on ebay buy them See, I'm afraid to buy off eBay specifically because of the re the re, the reseller people yeah. who like will open them up and like uh like the re, yeah resellers yeah I've knock on wood so there's like one specific guy on eBay I buy Pokemon cards from um like I always try to go through uh, them to buy Pokemon cards whether they be English or Japanese uh, I I didn't I bought my Korean cards from someone else but. Japanese or English cards, I usually buy them from this one person that lives in somewhere. I don't, Mm -hmm. they live overseas. They live in Japan somewhere. Uh, And Cody, I don't know if you know this, but the 25th anniversary of Pokemon is this year and they're releasing a 25th anniversary set. And there's been like a big hubbub over the last week of uh, the cards leaking from the set because apparently somebody stole a booster box of these cards off of a truck and posted them on uh, Craigslist Mm -hmm. for $100 a pack. So apparently there's like reprinting of base set cards. So there's like apparently like base set Charizard, Blastoise, and Venus. Venusaur was already confirmed. Base set Hollow Venusaur was already confirmed. So Blastoise and Charizard were like kind of a given. And I I was like, oh man, I I have to get those cards because I mean, like those cards are going to be like insanely valuable. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, I was like, I have to get them. And this set is so small. It's only like, I think there's five cards per pack, but there's only 25 cards in the set. So theoretically you could get the whole set off of like one box. Um, but huh. yeah, there's like a so there's like base set Pikachu, but it's like full a full art version. So it's like expanded of that fat Pikachu with the cheeks, you know? Right, right. So yeah, it's like a whole thing. But anyways, what I say that to say this, don't get into Pokemon cards. Way too damn expensive because I'm about to spend close to a hundred dollars on four packs. So do not do it. Not yeah, worth it. But Yu-Gi-Oh cards, uh I, I at least you get to open a bunch. <laughs> you get to open a bunch. And like uh, overall the game is actually a lot of fun. They bounced it out pretty damn well, especially with yeah. the newest rule set. They the master they've updated the master rules for their for the newest um well they they updated them because this year they're not this is the best year to get into Yu-Gi-Oh specifically because card wise. I'm not going to get serious into it. I'm not going to play it like I go on forums I'm like 
let me look at these different card decks and things like that to, to do cool effects. And the thing is, though, is that people are one of the most pretentious communities I've ever seen is the Yu-Gi-Oh! players uh, community. Like the people who sit down and actually play Yu-Gi-Oh! seriously, they're the most pretentious people on the planet. Like they're one of the most closed off groups because number one of how complicated the game can get. Mm -hmm. And two, like they're always negative and downing everything about the game and about other people. And it's just so negative at all times. And maybe that's just the online communities because I haven't been in person. But I even remember whenever we used to go to the castle, whenever it was around in Tuscaloosa, we would go and they were so negative all the time. All the Yu-Gi-Oh players just were just not very happy people over in the corner. Um <laughs> And it's and that that really bothers me about the game is just because it's just so un friendly, I guess, to get into. Sure, uh, but I I love the new mechanics and everything, so I, I'm ex I, I definitely want to get into it though. I'm pretty sure I'm going to buy the game Legacy of the Duelist just so I can play it because I, right now you Colt and Wenzel have all bought it recently and are playing it, and there's that new game coming out. Mm -hmm pretty soon so yeah, i'm like well, well the new game is going to be for it's 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 going to be in the same line as the pokemon tcg uh the game that like for example so the one so the one game that i'm playing now it's just like a full game with ten thousand cards already yeah. built whenever pokemon or not pokemon but Yu-Gi-Oh. um i think it's called master duelist or duel master or whatever mm -hmm. uh, whenever that comes out you're gonna have to purchase packs like with real money and shit oh so it's kind of like I guess Hearthstone, Hearthstone, and yeah, like, huh, like, that. like you, like you get, but isn't like, it on con? Isn't it on consoles? Yeah, it's gonna be on consoles, but I mean, you can still do micro transactions. I mean, yeah, I guess it's micro. That just seems so weird. Like, yeah, it's it's all and yeah, it's all like, from my understanding, that we don't really know. It was announced uh, three weeks ago, and we're finding out more about it in the next few days. I think at GamesCon. Yeah, uh, game, uh, game. I think Gamescom actually is the week this episode goes up. Yeah, yeah. So at Gamescom, they're actually going to reveal more about it. But speculation is is that it's going to be microtransactions, um, and it's also going to be the space in which they do a lot of tournament based stuff as well. Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be interesting to see because, and obviously, just like in Pokemon, whenever uh, from my, they're hoping is that you know how every time you get a pack of Pokemon cards IRL, you actually also get a digital pack. Yeah, uh, for, for the Pokemon game, people are hoping that's what happens with Yu-Gi-Oh in the next huh. sets. So they're expecting it to be something similar to those games. Um, I'm in I'm interested to see how it is because I don't know. It just it just seems it just seems like it'd be a lot of fun, especially with friends. But you should buy it for Switch so you can you can uh, you could battle me on there. Yeah, I th I think how because it's not like it's not I know it's not like a full sixty dollar game anymore. No, I think I pay. I, I actually I, because I was saying to myself, no matter if even if this game is sixty bucks, it's going to be cheaper than what I will spend on cards. Mm -hmm. Um, I because I was saying that to myself, I just went ahead and spent forty bucks on it. Uh, mm. That's actually the price of the game. Uh, but you can find it on sale sometimes. But um, yeah, no, it gets like like I don't know if you have you ever played with synchros before. No, I have no idea how synchros work. Synchros are a lot of fun, but they've the synchros were a lot of fun. That was whenever I got into it. Synchros they've just made sense. Like you have one monster, you have two monsters on the field, 
you put their levels together. Like if you have a level four monster and a level four monster. Oh yeah. And you could like have a level eight. You could then put a level eight on the field. If mm -hmm. one of them was like a tuner, if it met the stand, it met the summoning thing and you yeah. summon it straight out of your, your extra deck. So it was super easy. So I thought that was super cool. I never really understood whenever I was watching, um, whenever I was watching and playing Yu-Gi-Oh before, uh, I never understood the, the point of a fusion summon. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, because I'm like, why do this? Like there's so much, but the thing is though, is that fusion summons are especially, well in the OG Yu-Gi-Oh fusion summons made no fucking sense. However, starting in GX fusions basically also are effect cards. And so you can bring out more powerful cards and basically anyways, fusions made sense, make sense now. Cause they just, you know, cause of the nature of the game. Synchro's awesome. Then after Synchros, they have something called Pendulum, okay. which is fucking. I don't even it, it. It makes the game super fast and super OP. Like on your first turn, you can summon. You could technically summon up to five monsters in one turn. What? Yes, and then on top of that, you can then. Uh, sacrifice those monsters to summon a higher level monster all on first turn or one turn because that's just the nature of the game. Because if you know, if you, I don't know if you've seen the new pendulum cards, they have two little pendulum, like two little arrows on either side mm -hmm. one's green and one's one's uh red. Okay. And you put and they have little numbers underneath them, like a lot of times they have the same number on both sides, but some of them don't. And so you take those cards. So let's say you have a pendulum monster and it's uh, blue side has six, right? Okay. It's, it's blue hide. Blue side has six where you'll put six down. And then the, this other, you put the six down and it treats it like a spell card. So you're basically using it as a spell card. So you put it in the spell field to the right, right? And it has a number six. On the other side, you have a pendulum card with a one and you put it on the opposite side. And then you can do something called pendulum summon where you look at the numbers and you say, okay, this one has a one and this one has a six and they're pointing at each other. So that means I can summon however many cards I want from my hand, from the levels of one through six. What? Uh, that's. Yes. So you could summon, you could, summon, if, let's say your hand. So after you play those cards, if you have five cards in your hands, you have three cards in your hand. One of them has a level four, one's a level five and one's a level six. You can then summon all three of those monsters to the field. Or let's say you have a level, let's say you have a dark magician in your hand and two level four monsters, some of them two level four. That's called a pendulum summon. It has nothing to do with normal summon or, 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 or tribute summon. So then you could summon those and you could tribute those and then summon dark, uh, dark magician. magician. That is nuts. So literally on your on my first turn, whenever I played this, like when I started using a pendulum deck, uh, it just fucking went crazy. Like it was just like I can pump out monsters constantly. The meta is so much different now. Mm -hmm. Like, like synchros played very similar to the original. It felt very original, but pendulum summons allows you to do so much more. I mean, and that sounds like a whole different game. It really feels like one, and then. Then they came out with a link summon, which I don't even fucking understand. I'm trying to understand it. I don't understand it. I have played the tutorial twice and I'm just not getting it. I don't know. <laughs> like this is this is where I'm peaking in my age. I'm no longer a part of the young crowd because everyone else is getting it. I don't get it. Yeah. And on top of all this with Yu-Gi-Oh, 
on top of all this, the anime starting in the uh, fifth season, which is um, the arc five or arc V, whatever it's called, uh, starting in that season specifically, uh, what ended up happening was um, the they they're no longer doing regular duels. Like our card game, like the card game IRL is pretty much the same. Like it is the same, except for like the new new monsters and stuff. But in their world, in the anime, they're doing something called action duels, which is totally different from how we play it. They so the game in real life does not match up to the game in anime. Well, what's an action duel? It's a hologram. It is a physical hologram where you can like basically they activate a field card, and the whole field, like you, you and your opponent, are on this field whatever the field card is, okay? But the thing is, though, is you, you're actually there. Like, you're, you can physically climb on objects and shit. Then you... Then they scattered something called action cards, which are basically like quick play spell cards that you can play at any time, any time at all. Okay. And they don't really explain what they do. They just sort of grab them off trees and shit because they've scattered them around the platform or the field. And so they grab them off trees, and like if a person attacks, then they slam it into their little arm thingy, and they're like, oh no, I dodged it because I've got an action card. And that's <laughs> and that's pretty much it. And oh. they have no... So the, one of the main drawing points of Yu-Gi-Oh! was the exposition of crazy monsters and shit. Yeah. It's no longer really there. Now it's just like dudes dying in ice. Yeah, and it gets even, it, it just, it even, like, and apparently the one after that, which is the one where the Link summon, it gets even crazier because your character doesn't even have a name. He does, but he's called Playmaster or some shit like that. Because because he's an, because you're all avatars in a video game. Oh, that's rad. How long till we get to that? It's already out. No, I mean, how long till us in the real world can do that? Oh, um... I don't know, a year? <laughs> yeah, six months. <laughs> six months. If Steve Jobs were around, we would be there right now. Right now. <laughs> uh, I do know there's a thing called Speed Duel, because when I was looking on eBay, and this is in real life, you can buy Speed Duel decks, which I imagine from how you describe it are like Pendulum decks, probably? No, no. Fun fact about Speed Duel. See, this is what I mean by I hyper-fixated on Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> Uh, and this is what I'm, I'm scared because I've never hyper fixated on it, fixated on something and it hasn't gone like, away. It's like your rock yeah. phase. Yeah. I got satisfied by rocks. I bought a bunch of rocks. I category them, put them in my closet. Boom. I'm done. Rock phase <laughs> over. That'll be back in 10 years. I guarantee it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Cody in his thirties is going to be a hoot. I can already it's gonna be. It. I'm going to be nostalgic for fucking rocks and I'm not okay with it. <laughs> Um, no, uh, but here I am now, uh, going through this and dealing with this. But anyway, speed duels are, those were a card set released about three or four years ago in which they tried to reimagine the game and give it like a, give it like life again. Um, okay. where the game could, you, it basically, you just threw down cards at each other and had a little bit to do with the old game, but not really the OG Yu-Gi-Oh game. But then what they did was that didn't really pan out, I don't think. They may still be producing those cards. I don't know. But what they decided to do was retool the speed duel 
and make it into something else. I forgot the fucking rush duel and then build an entire show around rush dueling, which is now the seventh series of or the seventh series of Yu-Gi-Oh called sevens, where it has none of the strategies that you do IRL and like the real game. Instead, they have something called rush dueling, which is a modification of speed dueling, which they brought out as a refreshment or a refresh session of the original Yu-Gi-Oh game. Wow. Yeah. I'm glad you're giving me this crash course before I have to get on a podcast for like three hours and like open cards and duel Colton Wenzel. It's so going to be, so, be really funny to, to listen to that because I'm interested in seeing, because you should really learn the rules at least a little bit of how to do pendulum summoning. And yeah. I'm almost thinking I need to play the, the stupid game now. You might need to see if you, Whenever you play the game, you can play like the first battle and it teaches you how to use those cards. Mm -hmm. So highly recommend doing that before yeah. playing them because uh Wenzel, if depending on the mood, will either teach you how to do it or he will wipe the floor with you with no regrets. Well, because Wenzel said at first, because Wenzel three weeks ago did not know the rules to Yukio. Because Wenzel told me, and Cody confirmed if this is true, can you play a monster in attack mode face down? No. Okay, I didn't think so either, because I know you can play a monster in defense mode face down. Obviously, that's defense. Well, in the actual game, you can't play it face up in defense mode. Yeah, yeah, no, I knew that too. So, um, but Winston was like, "Yeah, you can play it face down or face up in attack position." I was like, "What would be the point of playing it face up attack position? That doesn't yeah. make sense." A this was three attack position. Yeah, yeah, face down attack position. Um. I was like, that doesn't make sense. So Wenzel three weeks ago did not know the rules. If the group DM is anything to go by, Wenzel is practically ready to get the Millennium Artifacts and go crazy and kill Maximilian Pegasus. So I, so because we were going to use like a modification of the rules to make it like OG master rule set, like, like basic, like no synchros, no pendulum. But now, since Colton Wenzel know how to do that, it's probably going to be like, no, we're going whole hog. Well, the thing is, though, is that like if you in the newer sets like you're getting, if you don't do that, then you're not going to do okay. You're, yeah, you're, like like the game just doesn't work. You yeah, have to have yeah. Like so some, now yeah. So yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what we're going to do. Well, that's Cody. Fine. I, I've really enjoyed talking Yukio and Tampa with you. Yep. <laughs> I uh, would ask you if you had anything to plug, but no plugging. I know I you don't. don't. You have a letterbox. I do have a letterbox, but I don't really. I'm going through the Marvel movies right now, and I'm tearing them a new one. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, the movie you really tore a new one to is the Suicide Squad. It was not good. It was not good. That is such an insane. T I just don't understand what you didn't like about it. It just, it was the timing. Something about the timing was off. Uh, Maybe you need to watch it under better conditions. Like what? Okay. Let me, I don't know. Should I go to a theater? Is that what you're telling me? Yes. And sit in one of those really big comfy seats? Yes. And order food? Yes. And get someone else to pay for it? Yes. Okay, good. I'll do that. I mean, I saw it at home. I watched it at home, so I don't know. <laughs> I watched it maybe, on my couch. Maybe, I went, you, maybe you need a different... Uh, I went five stars, buddy. I don't understand that. 
our whole our whole friend group, I think, went four and a half minimum. It makes no sense to me. It makes no sense. I give it two and a half stars. Yeah, just absolutely psycho behavior. Justin and K- I actually made a Facebook group uh, Sunday night after they watched it over at Pattenham's house, and Justin and Cannon went five stars on it. And I started a Facebook group with Justin and Cannon called the the Accurate uh, Movie Raiders. So, because hmm. it's the only way to rate it. Well, Cody, I enjoyed talking to you. Uh, I don't really know how to do an outro when you have no plugs. Uh, I guess I'll plug the podcast. You can follow the podcast at The Late Takes on Twitter. Uh, If you're listening to this, you already know where we are. But we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, all those good places. You can follow me on Twitter at Tanner1495. See, I even do the outro the same because I don't know how else to do the outro because I did the outro for all you can hear. So I don't know how, how to do. I don't know how to do another outro. You stole the intro, might as well steal the outro. But I really didn't steal it because I, I made it. Hold on, I'm about to make this into a true podcast. Give me oh, one no, second. no, 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 no. Oh, well, damn it. It wasn't loud. Anyways, I farted. <laughs> you shit yourself. Oh, maybe that was audible. Who knows? Who knows? Speaking Thanks of audible. Everybody- <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of audible. <laughs> I, I I did that joke with uh Sam last week, which that episode's not out while we're recording this, but I did that uh I don't even remember what the sponsorship joke was, but I did that last week. Hello anyway, fresh. Yeah. Uh thanks everybody for listening, and we'll catch you next week on the late takes.